Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. You know, if you are a listener of Reality Check, how much I am passionate about the city's arts and culture. And therefore, I am happy to introduce someone who cares about it probably even more than I do, because her name is Kelly Lee, and she is the chief cultural officer for the city of Philadelphia and the executive director of the arts and culture uh, uh, office for Philadelphia. Good morning, Kelly. How are you? Thank you for having me. And I should have said the Office of Arts, Culture, and the Creative Economy. And uh, tell us what you do, first of all, uh, and what that office is all about. Great. Um, So we primarily um, support the arts in Philadelphia and provide access to the arts in Philadelphia. Um, So in terms of providing access on um, on our website and through social media, we're the only entity that gathers all information on free cultural events throughout the city. Um, and we put it in one place so that any Philadelphian can go on our website, search by uh, any type of cultural activity they are interested in and find a free one. So for us, we are providing access because cost is not a barrier, but for all of the arts organizations in Philadelphia, they are all trying to reach new audiences. Um, and so they sort of make sure that they promote um, their free programs. And a lot of arts organizations have um, free or pay what you can nights. They have free dress rehearsals. Um, when they have press there, they want a full house. So they just offer free tickets. So these are arts organizations that are used to sort of providing sort of free access. But we're just putting it in one place to make it easier for all Philadelphians to, um, to find it. Um, we also support over a hundred free cultural programs in Philadelphia's neighborhoods um, and communities. And we pay artists and arts organizations to do what they do all day, every day, but we pay them to then do their performances and do their cultural activities in our communities and neighborhoods. Again, we're providing access and we're supporting um, the artists and arts organizations by paying them um, for their services. And then the, um, other thing that we do, we call it sort of um, art and civic places. So one is all of the, the statues and public art around the city. Our office is responsible for commissioning these works and caring for them. And then also the art and city hall program um, where we sort of um, convert city hall and the corridors into uh, places where our community arts organizations um, can sort of use it as a venue for exhibitions is another thing that we do. So uh, we, we do a lot, but it all comes down to supporting artists financially and providing access to Philadelphians. Now, we're going to get to some of that uh, public art that you have uh, a new exhibit to talk about today. But I want to talk a little bit more about uh, the office, as you so eloquently just explained, because I feel like this might be one that Philadelphians don't take as much advantage of as they should. So I want to help spread the word because, as I said, I am passionate about arts and culture. How important is the industry? of arts and culture to Philadelphia? Well, the the arts as an industry is very, very important. It's a $3.1 billion a year industry in Philadelphia. It's a larger number regionally, but just in Philadelphia. It employs 
52,000 people, you know, and that's sort of direct employment, but there's also that indirect, you know, um, impact. So, you know, people who come to see a performance in Philadelphia, come hear music, come to see an exhibit, you know, they're, they're parking, they're going to get something to eat. So there's all that indirect, you know, impact. But I think what's even more important than the financial impact of the arts is sort of this community impact, how it brings people together, how it provides an opportunity for us to even discuss tough subjects, how it provides safe places for people to gather, how creative expression is a great form of, of mental wellness. So there are all of these impacts that the arts have Beyond the economics is great. You know, we are employing people, we're providing jobs, we're stimulating the economy, but it's the other, the societal impacts that I think are even more important that the arts have, especially today, you know, with all of the, 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 the maybe some of the trauma in our communities, you know, you don't want to turn on the news, whether or not it's national or international or local, but the arts is a way for people to to, to feel connected to other people. Um, so yeah, so I think the arts are, are tremendously important and I'm so excited when people like you who have such a broad reach talk about how important the arts are and give us this opportunity to share it with other Philadelphians. Well, the other thing is, too, that uh, a good portion of the arts community are African-Americans and people of color that are contributing to that. Uh, and, and I'm even kind of floored at that number, that uh, multiple billion dollar number that you just uh, named. So what are the opportunities uh, that you're working on helping connecting more people of color to these various arts institutions? Yeah, well, actually, that is a very timely question. We're about to launch um, uh, next month our Illuminating the Arts grants. And the Illuminating the Arts grants was started right around COVID um, when the city was um, trying to provide some financial support to the arts community, but particularly the Black and Brown community that was disproportionately impacted by COVID but a lot of these um, economic resources did not necessarily go to those communities. Um, so it, it was really through, um, you know, I have to give uh, props to Councilman um, Isaiah Thomas and Councilwoman Catherine Gilmore Richardson, who sort of like led this initiative with a task force that City Council um, created to sort of identify that this is a real need that the city needed to address, hence the Illuminating the Arts Grants that's, off, that's administered by our office. This is the third year we're doing it. We will be distributing $1.5 million. And last year and the previous year, more than 50% of that money went to um, BIPOC artists. Um, and in addition, when we support arts organizations, it's for individual artists, arts organizations, and um, creative industries, those for-profit creative sector businesses, we look at who the organizations are serving. We've identified the 22 poorest zip codes in Philadelphia. And so if an arts organization is serving that community, um, they are, their chances of getting funded by the Illuminating the Arts grants are higher because that is our purpose is really to sort of uplift these communities and particularly with artists. There aren't that many grants available for small community-based arts organizations that we know really do provide sort of um, cultural programming and creative expression in our neighborhoods and communities. Most of these small organizations, and I'm talking about with, with budgets under $100,000 a year, 
right? They sort of are boots in the ground providing high quality programming, but most of them are not eligible for traditional forms of funding. That's when the city steps in. That's when we create Illuminating the Arts grants to sort of support these individual artists and small arts organizations that is doing such great work in a time that we need it now. And then also the city sort of supports the uh, Philadelphia Cultural Fund. That's our that's another way in which we support small arts organizations. Um, but ITAC is very um, specific and unique because it does fund individual artists that most um, grant opportunities only fund nonprofit organizations. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, about uh, organizations like the Germantown Arts District, which I don't think is a specific organization, but it's a collective of different arts companies and groups. And and those seem to be things that are uh, starting to take uh, they're they're really starting to increase around the city. I'm seeing that there just seems to be more of a commitment to art. The, the city is uh, welcoming young artists and people to come in and work on various projects and collaborations that I'm seeing. And are these kinds of the things that your office fosters as well? Well, absolutely. Um, whether or not it's through funding, but also um, let's say if the um, Germantown Arts Collaborative, if they were having an event, um, and, and they're having a bit to sort of showcase um, some of the services that, that they provide. Our office will pay for any of the cultural related activities for their event. So, for example, if they're having an event, they want to hire a band in order to play, in order to, as long as that, those, that band is Philadelphia based, we will pay for it. If they want to hire a teaching artist in order to do pro, uh, projects with kids, um, you know, during their event in order to sort of, you know, sort of keep the kids engaged while their, um, you know, their parents, or, you know, sort of get the information that they need. Um, we will pay for that. So we really try to use the arts as a way to support sort of community-based programming in general. We know the arts will bring more people out. Maybe they will stay longer at the event to get the information that whatever the organization is trying to, to provide um, so, yeah, but and we will support those types of activities. And if you're just joining us, I'm Tanya Pendleton. This is Reality Check. And we're talking to Kelly Lee. She is the chief cultural officer for the city of Philadelphia and the executive director of the Office of Arts, Culture and the Creative Economy. Now, you talked about public art and you talked about free public art. And I know that there is a uh, Black History exhibit that is currently at City Hall. Tell us about that. Yeah, we're really excited about this exhibit. It opened on February 20th during Black History Month, and it's called Philadelphia Black History, The People's Stories. Um, and the purpose of this particular exhibit is that we invited artists to um, tell a story of a community member, a family member, a prominent person that they think their story needs to be elevated. They want to share through art. So 44 artists are participating um, we created these um, tiles, um, these vinyl tiles that we put on the floors of the second, fourth, and fifth floors of City Hall, where you can go and see these beautiful artworks and then not only learn about the person that they're paying tribute to, but also some information about the artist. And what's so exciting about it is that, you know, I learned a lot about certain neighborhoods just by the folks that people are honoring. And some of them are, are famous, you know, like Mo Brooker, who was a famous artist in Philadelphia. 
John, uh, John Coltrane, Pearl Bailey, like all of these famous people. Mm-hmm. But I love, you know, there's a, a piece uh, of a woman who was like honoring her mother, who was a homemaker. She migrated to Philadelphia from Georgia when she was 15. Um, and she used to do embroidery. So when the daughter retired, she like picked up her, her, her mom's materials and created this beautiful, um, fabric piece of her mother. Um, who it just told the story of like you can tell the story of their family and the impact the family had on that community. There's another one of a woman who was a gardener in Brewery Town, and she brought community together by creating this beautiful public garden. And it's this beautiful painting of this woman in her garden, and it's just so moving to sort of learn a little bit about the lives of everyday Philadelphians. Um, in this particular exhibit, um, we. We're able to do it through a grant that we received from the National Endowment from the Arts. Mm-hmm. And it's part of another project that we're working on, another public art project that we're working on, which is a public art memorial at the Bethel Burying Ground, which is located in Queen Village. So a really quick, you know, history lesson for anyone, any of your listeners who do not know. Um, so uh, the Bethel Burying Ground was created by Mother Bethel Church, like way back in the 1800s. And this is at a time when Philadelphia had a really large free black community. So all of these like talented, professional people were living in Philadelphia. Philadelphia had the largest free black community in the US. But this was at a time when whites and blacks could not be buried together. Mm. So Mother Bethel Church created this burying ground um, where people of all denominations sort of uh, buried their, their loved ones there. Fast forward, 2010, when they were doing a renovation of this playground, someone said, wait, this is a, this is a burying ground. I remember and that. Yeah. Remember, so then they did an archaeologist, uh, engineers and archaeologists came and they identified the footprint. They um, estimated about 5,000 people buried there. And we've been working with Muggle Bethel Church, the Queen Village Neighborhood Association, descendants of the people who were inter- interred there. Um, there's a community group, but anyway, we're doing this public art memorial at this playground in order to celebrate the lives in that generation of Philadelphians who live there. And as part of this design, it's by a wonderful artist named Karen Olivier. She's creating these, um, these stone pavers on the ground of the playground. And each paver will have an inscription with information about someone who is buried there. So our memorial, we're, we're focused on um, on people in contemporary times that are paying um, um, homage to people who were who were meaningful in their lives. So it's tied to that, and we are so excited that not only do we get to celebrate, you know, 44 unique stories of Philadelphians who are no longer with us, but we can also shine the spotlight on that other project. Wow, that is too much information. Not at all. No, no. I think more information because, as I said, arts and culture, this is something that, and as you were telling us, arts and culture is something that bolsters not just our sense of selves in the city, it bolsters our economy. So Philadelphia Black History, the people's stories, that is at City Hall on display on the second, fourth, and fifth floors through April 12th. And uh, Kelly, I want you to let us know how people can engage with your office so that they can get more information on these grants and the things that they may be able to do with some of the art projects that they're working on. Uh, The best thing to do is to go on our website, creativephl.org, 
and sign up for our mailing list. Because if you're on our mailing list, you'll get our um, our opportunities for the Illuminating the Arts grants. You'll get our call for artists when we're having another exhibit and we're looking for local artists. You'll get our call for artists if you're interested in public art. Um, we also, we're trying to really engage local artists and particularly artists of color in our public artworks. We have, as you know, you go around, there are a lot of statues of white men on horses. Well, we're trying to counter that, right? Um, and the best way to do that is to get more artists of color in this public art space. So the other thing that you can um, sign up for is we have a, a series of professional development workshops. We call it Public Art, How to Start, because we have so many artists in Philadelphia who don't know how to translate their their studio skill mm-hmm. into a public art skill. So we're we're talking to artists. We have these workshops. We have other public artists come in to talk about their process for making that transition. We talk about how to do community engagement. So we really want as many Philadelphians as possible. Sign up on our mailing list. Get this information. If you're not an artist, go to our free events. If you are an artist, make sure that you sign up for these opportunities. If you know artists, share this information with them so that they can sign up for these opportunities. Because you really, really just want, you know, Philadelphia has such a rich arts history um, but it takes work to keep it going, right? It, it definitely it does. To just always infuse this talent that we have throughout our neighborhood. Absolutely. And a lot of our programs, is, is we're trying to do just that. Well, Kelly Lee, thank you so much for joining us today on Reality Check, the Chief Cultural Officer for the City of Philadelphia and the Executive Director of the Office of Arts, Culture, and the Creative Economy. Sign up for that newsletter, creativephl.org. Thank you so much for being with us today, Kelly. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.